blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we've got two true trivia veterans, but they're just first time amateurs in the TTT arena. In one corner, she's making out like a bandit everywhere she goes. She can't help herself, but be careful because she'll swipe whatever she can get her hands on. It's the Klepto Kenya Zarns. I don't know if you are a klepto, Kenya, but I like the alliteration there. Wow. <laughs> All the things that could have been with a K. Klepto. Jeez. <laughs> you know, could have been the killer, 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 Kenya. I liked klepto. I don't know. Just... I don't know. Killer has a nice ring to no, it. Sure. I listen to a lot of like, you know, uh, murder podcasts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenya, it is your first time on the show. I met yes. you back uh, down in Jacksonville at one of the... Uh, Oaks Media Group meetups down there. It was a fantastic time. Happy to have you on the show. But let everybody uh, who may not know about you uh, learn a little bit about who you are. I just realized you had a different K there because you met me at karaoke. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, hi. Uh, so my name is Kenya Zarns. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I've steadily been making my way north for no good reason. And now I live in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I work in communications. I'm pursuing a doctorate because I have no sense right now. And um, um, that's that's about it. I'm trying not to freeze my butt off right now. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, thank you for being on. And in the other corner, she's got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. Brittany's ready. It's Bonesaw Brittany Shaw. What's up, Brittany? Welcome to the show. Oh, you know, uh, I enjoy the Bonesaw alliteration. That's not what I ever would have expected. But, you know, that's that's awesome. Um, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name's Brittany Shaw. I have lived multiple places from the Southeast to the Pacific Northwest. And now I'm in the Midwest in the region of the land called Chicago land. Um, so many areas. trivia people from Chicago. So land. many, there's so many of us right in this area. It's awesome. Um, and a little crazy, but uh, yeah, no, I uh, work in commercial insurance and in my free time, I'm a trivia hobbyist and Currently working on a, as far as we know, first ever trivia advent calendar. Nice. Um, that's you know going really well. So, been awesome. And and everybody I've who has been, that, I hope you guys are enjoying it because yeah, as this one is coming out, you've probably been opening up and playing your trivia advent, and it's been great. Yeah, yeah, it's been two quizzes a day, and they've all been fantastic. So perfect. All right, and also host of the Frenemy Trivia Podcast. Yes, I am. I, yeah, Tim would probably. You know, <laughs> phone saw me if I didn't mention exactly. our podcast. But yeah, we are the co-hosts of the Frenemy Trivia Podcast. We are currently on our holiday uh, hiatus uh, while uh, I attempt not to go crazy with end of the year stuff and insurance. And Tim, you know, has a family, so it's it's been it's been nice. But we're looking forward to coming back soon. So very good. Uh, and one thing that I never forget to mention, and that is the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. 
Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, since I mentioned Kenya's killer kleptomania, uh, I kind of had some illegal activities in my head. Uh, and so I want to get to know Brittany and Kenya just a little bit better. And so I want you to tell me, what is your favorite crime-based TV show? You know, it could be maybe more on the detective side or maybe it's more on the crime side. Just yeah, some kind of criminal activity-based TV show. My favorite one that ran, because I, I have an investigation discovery problem um, <laughs> in watching all of those shows, but my favorite one that ran for a few years was something called Homicide Hunter, and it was um, this guy, like, Lieutenant Joe Kenda, who, like, solved, like, 387, like, um, uh, homicide cases on his watch, and he just has this folksy way of, like, telling, recounting all the all the. Uh, all the cases he worked on and then the dude who plays him in the reenactments looks nothing like him and it works so well <laughs> oh, it's fantastic without mm -hmm. uh without hearing what britney's is if i was hosting <laughs> you would automatically win because i loved <laughs> you're not homicide hunter i will remind my brother he is not not hosting <laughs> all right Brittany, what is your call uh, hmm See, I, I do like a lot of, like, the crime drama type shows, um, but I think, like, lately my obsession has been watching Snapped, um, the Oxygen true crime show. I kind of love the way they present everything with the, it's very obvious what's going to happen, but they're going to track it all the way to the end, and then, oh, now the trial takes, like, five minutes, and it's like, okay, perfect. And then you get the little screen cap at the end of like what happened to each person. But what's really weird is like uh, watching some of the older seasons, like they'll be up for parole in like three years. And you're like, that used to seem really far off in the future, mm -hmm. but you're telling me 2027 is like three years from now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. So I, I listened to the same thing. I listened to the uh, snapped uh, podcast at work, just the audio and mm -hmm. it's just as good. But I didn't know they had a podcast. So that's awesome <laughs> to know. All right. I, I've i never heard of either of those shows. I'm not going to lie. Homicide <laughs> Hunter or Snapped. So I do have a difficult choice here. And because I, I love my brother and it has the word homicide. And if you would have gone with Homicide Life on the Streets, which is the, a great show and Snapped. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a homicide -y or crime show to me. I just I'll, I'm going to go with uh, Homicide Hunter. So that means Kenya, you get to pick first. Well, thank you. I will say you're wrong about Snap, though. It's, every episode is about a woman who basically snapped and killed somebody. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, that, oh, that's cool. And it's about her motivation. Well, yeah, yeah, if you would have gone further into that, maybe I would have liked it. Yes, uh, but that <laughs> does sound interesting. But uh, either way, Kenya, you get the you get the power of choice. Okay, uh, cool beans. So let's uh, go with toys and games. All right, little toys and games. Starting off in the 90s. 
What vehicular combat video game was first released in 1997 with a portmanteau as its title? The player races a vehicle against several other computer-controlled competitors in various settings and controversially receives bonus points for running over pedestrians. Can you repeat that? I can. What vehicular combat video game was first released in 1997 with a portmanteau as its title? The player races a, ve a vehicle against several other computer-controlled competitors in various settings and controversially receives bonus points for running over pedestrians. I was hoping the re-rate would jar something in my brain, and I'm sure it's probably something I've heard of, um, but nothing's really coming to mind. So just to get... It gone, I'm just going to say Grand Theft Auto, which I know is wrong. Grand Theft Auto is wrong. Uh, so let's move over to Brittany. Oh, um, well, I don't know if this is a game, but it's a portmanteau. So I've chosen the name Vanslaughter. Vanslaughter is very cool. Sounds like an awesome band or something. <laughs> uh, but that <laughs> is incorrect. Now, the uh, video game that I'm looking for is Carmageddon. Carmageddon. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, I can honestly say I've never heard of it, so I feel a little bit better. There you go. All right. No points awarded. Brittany, what category would you like? Um, let's go with food. We're going way back to the fifties, right? While other burger chain burgers were smaller and only required one hand to hold, in 1950, what fast food chain first opened and introduced the five-inch burger, which required both hands? I guess things really are bigger in Texas. Huh. Five-inch burger started in Texas. I'm going to say Burger King. Burger King is incorrect. Kenya, can you steal? I don't know. Oh, uh, just, hey, you're the klepto. You can steal. I see it worked. It came all the way around. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not sure if I can steal, but I can try because given the Texas clue um, and the burger chain that I know of that is based in Texas is Whataburger. So I'm going to go with that. Whataburger is correct. Oh, okay. great job. Good. Thank you. All right. Can you get in the steal? And what category would you like to go with next? Um, I'll try TV. And that is the 2000s. What often incorrect financial guru is the host of CNBC show Mad Money, which first aired in 2005? I think that's um, Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer is correct. Yeah, I totally knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not yeah, actually. Yeah. So I'm really glad Kenya got it because I only know it because he's crazy. He is. He is he's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Brittany, where would you like to go? It seems like a fun category, so I'm gonna say slang. Okay. All categories are fun categories here on Throwback Derby Takedown. <laughs> Your decade is the nineties. Don't spill this word for gossip. The scoop or the news. It has its roots in drag culture, and one of its first known uses was in the nonfiction novel Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil by John uh, Berent, published in 
Well, I had one thought until you said drag culture. So now I'm going to say the T. T. And it would work either if you just use the letter T or the T is in the drink. Yes, T is correct. Oh, I didn't realize that went all the way back to the 90s. I, yeah, we're trying to teach people all the wonderful things about it's all, all the slang. The kids think it's theirs. It's been older. It's been around much longer. <laughs> I tell you what, after, after doing research for this game for several years at this point, I found that most slang that we think is associated with one decade started like two decades before. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Kenya, we're back to you, and you can pick between movies, music, news, and politics, fashion, uh, sports, or literature. I will try music. Okay. And it is the 70s. On June 7th, 1975, whose album Captain Fantastic in the Brown Dirt Cowboy became the first album on the Billboard 200 to debut at number one? I've only got one guess for this, so I hope it's right. Elton John? Elton John is correct. Yay! Great job. Well done. Thanks. All right. Brittany, we are back to you. You know what? Let's go for literature. Yeah, coming at you. And your decade is the 60s. What comic book character first appeared in the Fantastic Four number five? From July 1962. The monarch of the fictional nation of Latveria, he has been named one of the greatest villains in Marvel history. Go with the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer is incorrect. Kenya, can you steal? Don't look at me (laughs) from Marvel. Oh my god. No, Marvel's cool, but there's the the universe is so vast. So vast. Um let's try. Oh God, I'm sure my husband knows the answer to this. Yeah, but I I, I can't phone a friend, right? No, or call him the from church. the kitchen. Yeah. Okay, yeah, or or make that million dollars like Regis likes to give away. We we can't do any of that. Yeah, so one of the greatest villains. Um, but we do give away 200 club pins uh, and a t-shirt to the winner of our tournament. So there you go. <laughs> That's the best we can do here on TDT. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Freeze is incorrect. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kick it over to my brother because uh, he knows this one. I actually initially thought you were going to ask a question about the Silver Surfer, especially because that's it's actually been in the news lately. Uh, but this would be uh, Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom, yes. That makes sense. Okay. All right, Kenya, what uh, is the next category for you? Um... Well, let's try uh, Slim Pickens here. Let's try News and Politics. And her decade is the 80s. On April 30th, 1980, Beatrix Wilhelmina Armgard from the House of Orange, became, uh, from Orange Nassau, began her 33-year reign as queen of what European nation? Not Nassau, Nassau. Okay, can you repeat the question? I can, and I butchered it, and I'll butcher it again. On April 30th, 1980, Beatrix Wilhelmina Armgard from the House of Orange Nassau began her 33-year reign as queen of what European nation? The name sounds really familiar, and I feel like I should know this. And I'm going to make a guess that I do not think is correct, but I'm going to say the Netherlands. 
The Netherlands is correct. Oh, thanks. Great job. Doing well. I, yep. I just want to say, I, th- I think I knew that. And the reason I knew that is because I wrote a trivia question once about how we got orange carrots. Carrots oh. were only sometimes orange until the House of Orange bred a bunch of carrots to be orange for their namesake. And that's how we have regularly well, orange carrots. Now. Well, that's why I guessed that because I knew the House of Orange was associated with the Netherlands, but I didn't associate that mm-hmm. name with the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, mm-hmm. and you know how they swap royalty all the time. Yeah, this sure. one sure, from yeah. this royal nation goes over here and blah, blah, blah. So, so but it didn't have anything better. All right, Brittany, we're going back to you. Let's get you some more points. Well, um, let's go with fashion. And it is the 50s. In the 1950s in the UK, teddy boys were a British youth subculture focused on rock and roll fashion. They were often seen wearing zoot suits and what neckwear consisting of a piece of cord or braided leather with decorative metal tips and secured with an ornamental clasp or slide. I am really hoping that this is a piece of fashion that my friend Kit likes to wear and that it is the bolo tie. That is the bolo tie. Yes. Good job. job. Thanks, Kit, for modeling those so fantastically and keeping them relevant in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kenya, you can pick between sports or movies. Um, I'm going to pick the not sports, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Michael Douglas stars in what 1993 film as William Foster, who goes on a violent rampage and is eventually taken down by an aging LAPD sergeant played by Robert Duvall? I'm picturing something in my head. I've never seen this movie, but I've seen the 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 poster for it, and I'm picturing him with this weird buzz cut and glasses. I think it's called Fall Down. John? What, falling down? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I'll gi- uh, what yeah, do you think? It's your call. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Falling down, falling down. We'll give it to you. Okay. We'll give Thank it to you. you. For the yeah. record, I would not have known that even if it had passed <laughs> me. So <Okay. laughs> I just, I just, I'm, it was literally just this picture in my head. I'm trying to read the words in the yeah. picture. In my you were brain. dead on. Mm-hmm. He's got like that very crop top, that buzz cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wearing like a white shirt and a, and a tie and goes on a killing spree. It's a very good movie. All right. That is going to leave sports for Brittany. My favorite. And it will be from the 80s. All right, enthusiasm all over here. Which NBA player, standing only five foot six inches tall, was drafted 87th overall by the Detroit Pistons in 1985, though he never played for that franchise? Fittingly, his final games as a player were in 1998 for the NBA G League team, the Idaho Stampede. Oh, 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 oh. Um, there is a player whose nickname was Spud. And I, I don't know his real I, name. I, I'm going I know to need you're you to need be more go- specific. Yeah, I was like, I know you're going to need his government name. So I'm going to go with Russet, Spud, <laughs> or Ida. Russet, Spud, or Ida is incorrect, but <laughs> a glorious. Are you kidding me? That's not his name. Style points for that. She yes. has style points for that. <laughs> yes. 
unfortunately, uh, style points are not redeemable for TTT points. Uh, Kenya, can you steal? I cannot, but I'll make a, a, a silly guess. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'll go with Mackenzie. Spud Mackenzie. <laughs> there you go. The dog. Yeah, it's just like Airbud. He's very good at uh, playing, <laughs> drinking beer and playing basketball. <laughs> it is not Spud McKenzie. Uh, it is Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Oh. Yeah, it's a name I've heard. Was I ever going to pull it? No. I have heard the name Spud Webb. I just remembered the Spud part. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, kudos for getting that. I wouldn't have gotten that. That is the end of round one. John, how are things looking? All right, well, Kenya does have a bit of a lead. She's got 50, but Brittany's not terribly far behind. She has 20. Yes, absolutely. We've seen uh, way bigger leads than this be overcome. So, Kenya, as you got to pick first in round one, that means, Brittany, you are picking for Kenya to start off round two. Well, since she was also avoiding this one, and I just want to get it out of the way, I will go ahead and pick sports. (laughs) Honestly, that was the correct choice. (laughs) And your decade is the 50s. Okay. Oh, God. Even better. <laughs> in 1951, Robert Neeland coached what NCAA football team to their first AP National Championship? The SEC team would later name their stadium in his honor. Can you repeat the question? Mm-hmm. In 1951, Robert Neeland coached what NCAA football team to their first AP National Championship? The SEC team would later name their stadium in his honor. Yeah, I have no clue. So I'm going to say you're looking for just the name of the college, right? Yeah, I mean, that'll do. Yeah. So guess a college. I'm going to guess the Ohio State University. (laughs) The (laughs) Ohio State University. I hate how they say the the is incorrect. Brittany, can you steal? Um. Is it the University of Tennessee? The Tennessee Volunteers is correct. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I that never would have gotten Tennessee. that in a million years. Oh, oh nice. That helps. <laughs> that rarely does. <laughs> it rarely helps. <laughs> yeah, rarely, but in this instance. All right. Well, you get in the steal, and now, Kenya, you have to pick a category for Brittany. Okay. Well, what's. What can we pick for Brittany? We will try. I can't give her sports again. Okay. Not, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Let's try literature. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. What work came out in 1984 reflecting the concerns of nuclear war with an alliterative title? It's a Dr. Seuss book and follows the conflicts of the Yuk and the Zook. And that's a damn good question. <laughs> I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, okay, so Dr. Seuss has to do with nuclear war. And it's alliterative. Um, I'm being yertled the turtle, which is what's stuck in my head. Um, oh, the Oasis, your logo. <laughs> oh, the Oasis, your logo uh, is incorrect. Can you can you steal? No, um, I'm going to go for nuclear newt. <laughs> nuclear newt is also incorrect. Uh, no, I am looking for the butter battle book. The butter battle book. 
I have oh. never heard of that. Yep. I need to brush up on my Seuss, I guess. Yep, yep. Yeah. One of the lesser known Seusses. Okay. Is that in the Seussical? Uh, what is the Seussical? Oh, this, the Dr. Seuss musical, Seussical oh. the musical. I didn't know that that was a thing. Oh, okay. I would assume so. <laughs> Maybe it's how it ends with nuclear war or something. I don't really know. <laughs> also, you know what? I'm going to say wow. yes. The Definitely. The it's absolutely in the Seussical. And there's a nuclear war. And that's how they end the show. <laughs> Guarantee wow. it. The butter battle ending. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, no points awarded. And I think uh, Brittany's picking for Kenya. I guess I am. Um, so I will pick movies for Kenya. Okay. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. What, 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 what 1963 comedy stars Spencer Tracy with an all-star cast of comedians and is about the crazy pursuit of a suitcase full of stolen cash by a colorful group of strangers? Thank you for that clue. It's a mad, 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 mad world. It's a mad, 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 mad world is correct. Without that, I don't know if I would have gotten it. Yeah. And I and I would have wanted to be specific on how many what's uh, or mads. Oh, I mean, no, that's on, why I was counting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well done. And now you got to pick the category for Brittany. Okay, let's go with fashion. And it will be the 70s. Ohio people know about this name for a polyester or seersucker suit enhanced by a white patent leather belt and matching shoes that was popular in the 70s. Can you repeat that, please? Mm -hmm. Ohio people know about this name for a polyester or seersucker suit enhanced by a white patent leather belt and matching shoes that was popular in the 70s. Ohio people. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Ohio people. Oh, okay. Is am I supposed to say that? University <laughs> people? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, well, between a couple things, because I, I know their state nickname, but I've never heard that in terms of fashion. So I'm going to say the Cleveland Brown suit. The Cleveland Brown suit is incorrect. Can you, can you steal? Um, not really. So I'm just gonna go with Brittany's train of thought and I'm gonna take the nickname and say it's a Buckeye suit. The Buckeye suit is also a good guess. Uh, you guys are very, very close. Uh, it did use Cleveland. It is simply called the full Cleveland. A full, if you're wearing a full Cleveland, that's that kind of very 70s suit. So. Okay. okay. All right. Well, and, and the answer contains Cleveland because I swear in my brain, my brain was like Cleveland steamer. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, <laughs> whole different kind of suit. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Brittany, you are picking for Kenya. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let's pick TV. And it is from the 50s. What four-word show that began in 1957 follows the adventures of Paladin, played by Richard Boone, an investigator and gunfighter who goes around the Old West working as a mercenary for hire? You said this is four words? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to repeat it just to miss a clue, but no, not a yeah. Problem. Okay. 
what forward show that began in 1957 follows the adventures of Paladin, played by Richard Boone, an investigator and gunfighter who goes around the Old West working as a mercenary for hire? Uh, I'll just have to make up something. I really don't know. The Adventures of Maverick. The Adventures of Maverick is incorrect. Brittany, can you steal? I'm going to say Arm of the Outlaw. Arm of the Outlaw absolutely needs to be a show. I like it, <laughs> but it is not the name of this show. I was convinced she was correct for a second. <laughs> I, I thought I was too. I was like, did I look into that? <laughs> yeah. uh, this is called Have Gun, Will Travel. Oh my God. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. Have I like mine will. better. <laughs> yeah, I like hers better, too. Have a gun, will travel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Uh, Kenya, you are picking for Brittany. Okay. Well, I will give her... Let's try food. And a decade is the 90s. What McDonald's burger was introduced in 1991? It was their answer to the low-fat craze at the time and used seaweed extract to help make it juicy. Unfortunately, it flopped and was dropped by 1996. Okay. Uh, can you say that again, please? Mm -hmm. What McDonald's burger was introduced in 1991? It was their answer to the low-fat craze at the time and used seaweed extract to help make it juicy. Unfortunately, it flopped and was dropped by 1996. Okay. Um, let's call it the McSouth Beach Burger. McSouth Beach Burger is incorrect. Kenya, can you steal? Not really. I'll just take a guess and call it the McSlim. McSlim is closer, but also incorrect. I liked that answer. That is good. <laughs> they called it the McLean. McLean. Yeah. They shouldn't yeah. have. They shouldn't have. No. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> Nobody no. wanted the McLean. So. No. All right. Uh, Brittany, you get to give either music, news, and politics, slang, or toys and games to Kenya. Let's give Kenya news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. What U.S. state became the first to legalize marijuana for medical use when it passed the Compassionate Use Act of 1996? So then you could go to the state, get high at the highest peak in the contiguous U.S. Okay. Um, high at the highest peak. I thought it clarified it for me, but then it didn't. So I don't, I'm going to go with my first mind and say Colorado. Colorado is incorrect. Brittany, can you steal? I think the tallest mountain in the contiguous 48 states is in California. California is correct. Oh, it totally is. It totally, yeah. and I did know that. I, I also was on the Colorado train. Mm -hmm. So, and then yeah. I was thinking of the, uh, the Garfunkel and Oates um, song, uh, Weed Card. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like it would have been more about Colorado if they were the first. I don't know why I thought that that would be the case, but yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's just, that's a case of just me not like paying attention at part of the question because I, do, I did know that, but then my brain is still like on the other part of the question, like, well, was it Colorado? <laughs> mm -hmm. But good job though. 
And they always get mad if you don't call it Colorado. Uh, oh. I lived there for four years, and boy, are they grumpy. It's, it's Rado, because Colorado, Colorado is rad. Like, oh my mm. God. Lame. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Brittany gets a steal. And Kenya, you uh, are going to have to give her one of the remaining categories. What's it going to be? Um, You can take slang. Decade is the 80s. What five-letter word can be a slang term for alcohol or the name of a famous French Mastiff from a 1989 comedy? Can you say that again? Mm-hmm. What five-letter word can be a slang term for alcohol or the name of a famous French Mastiff from a 1989 comedy? Okay. Um... I don't know why I'm even trying to think of something that might be a French Mastiff from a comedy that I've not heard of. Uh, but I know a five-letter euphemism for alcohol is booze. So I'm going to say booze. Booze is incorrect. Can you, can you uh, steal? I was kind of hoping you were right because I, I don't know. Um, okay, I'm going to have you repeat the question. Maybe something will ping in my brain. What five-letter word can be a slang term for alcohol or the name of a fa- famous French Mastiff from a 1989 comedy. Okay. Okay. Oh. I think okay. I just got it. All right. Let's see. Slang mm-hmm. term for. Uh. All right. My brain wants to pull something, but I've got nothing, so I'll just say Schlitz. Schlitz is incorrect mm-hmm. and i will say y'all are crazy for not getting that one right but i bet my brother knows it yeah, yeah i know it now you stole mm-hmm. what i was gonna say i wanted oh, to quote sorry, my, my favorite 2000s uh, tv show scrubs by saying mm-hmm. hooch is crazy yeah hooch Tur- turner and hooch yeah no in my head i interpreted that as it was like a french comedy uh, not gotcha. not the french mastiff being the breed of dog so, <laughs> I mean, like, it's one of those where after the fact, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, but it's like, it was nowhere near my brain. Sure. And I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie. It's good. It is yeah. Good. All right, Brittany, you are going to pick for Kenya. Uh, do you want to give her music or toys and games or basically pick what you want to keep for yourself? Well, uh, I think I would like to give her music because one of those I think I have more of a shot on. So, okay. And decade is the 80s. What pop artist released their first single in late 1982 called Everybody? It didn't quite crack the Hot 100, but her next single, Holiday, would hit number 16, and her third single, Lucky Star, made it to number four. Okay, yeah, you confirmed it. It's Madonna. Yes, it is Madonna. Good job. And we are going to end things in Toys and Games for Britney. And that's also in the 80s. Okay. Gloob introduced what tiny transportation toys in 1987? Commercials featuring John Machida Jr., who at the time was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's fastest talker. Can I have that at half speed, please? (laughs) I will give it to you at the exact same speed. Gloob introduced what tiny transportation toys in 1987? Commercials featured John Machida Jr., who was at the time recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's fastest talker. Okay. I'm very sure there was a hint in there somewhere, mostly due to the speed of the question. Um, And I think you started with the word gloob, which is not a thing I've heard of before. But I would use the world's fastest talker 
to, to with the tiny toys to advertise race cars. So I'm going to go with Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels is incorrect. You hit the post. You were so close. (laughs) Yeah. So, no, I actually knew his name was John Nishida Jr. I think he's still around. But, yeah, he would do these commercials in the 80s. They were really, really fine. Really, really, really fast. And you talk for micro machines. Micro machines. A little little fast cars that go round, round, round. Micro machines. So, yeah, micro machines. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Micro machines. There's a bunch of them in the other room with the kids. So They're so good. Micro (laughs) machines is correct. Yes. Well stolen. Thank you. And uh, he would would always do his commercials that fast. And so I had to. Oh, yeah. I like believe super, you. Super fast. You can find him on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. He he talked like super, super fast. So like, you know, and then they go. <laughs> yep. He was also, uh, uh, if you ever watched Saved by the Bell, he was a teacher on Saved by the Bell for like an episode or two. Okay. Like he would. I think that- there's a funny episode where they're like trying to write the notes and like somebody's writing so fast. It's like creating smoke. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Uh, John, that is the end of round two. How are things standing? Well, uh, Kenya's got a good bit of a lead, but uh, Brittany is not out yet. Kenya has 80. Brittany has 40. Yes, it is not a lockout. Anything could happen. We love the excitement here. Uh, But to find out how exciting things are going to get, we need to know what are the final two questions and or categories and decades uh, before we put in our wagers. So, Kenya, as you are in the lead, what is the first category that's going to get put into the final round? I'll go for music. Okay. And it will be the 90s. And Brittany, what will be the second category? Um, let's go food. Okay. And that will be the 60s. All right. I need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 60s food and 90s music. And you do have to answer both of them correctly to get your wager. Okay. Wager's done. I've got my wager. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's start off in 60s food. What maki was reportedly introduced in the 1960s by Chef Ichiro Mashati at Tokyo Kaikan, a restaurant in the Little Tokyo area of Los Angeles? And then our 90s music question. Hadaway had a 1993 hit with what song that went number one in 13 different countries and became a staple on Saturday Night Live? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to remind everybody out there, if you want to be part of our TTT tournament, you have got to be a patron at the $5 level or higher. And then you can go jump into the play-in rounds. And then once you, if you get past everybody the play-in rounds, then you get into the tournament. And then you have a chance to take on other trivia greats and maybe be our next champion. Maybe you'll beat former champions Scott Barber, Jeremy... Um, Jeremy Goodson or Eric Eid, and you can establish yourself as one of the most important, greatest trivia champions of all time. Uh, but uh, make sure you do that. Also, if you want to play in our tournament, our tournament pick'em, you have a chance to win a seed in the next 2025 tournament. Yes, we're already thinking about 2025. We are crazy. So, all right, uh, I am now done with that. So, Kenya, would you still like uh, me to read the question? Um, both of them, because I realized for the second question, I didn't write down exactly what you wanted. So both yep. of them. No problem. All right. Our 60s food question. What Maki was a re- uh, was reportedly introduced in the 1960s by Chef Ichiro Mashati at Tokyo Kaikan, a restaurant in the Little Tokyo area of Los Angeles? 
And how are you spelling Maki? M-A-K-I. Oh, okay. Got it. And our 90s music. Hadaway had a 1993 hit with what song that went number one in 13 different countries and became a staple on Saturday Night Live? I have both my answers locked in. Okay. Okay, I'm just thinking about one of them. Okay, um, I guess I'm locked in. Okay. All right, Brittany, as you were behind, what were your two answers to our 60s food and our 90s music questions? Uh, for the 60s food question, I said the California roll. And for the 90s music question, uh, I was really scared. But then you asked me a song that I knew about, so don't hurt me. But it's What is Love. Okay. And Kenya, what were your two answers? So I'll be quite honest. Like, you kept saying what Maki, and my brain cannot process what that means. <laughs> and so... Um, and so I was thinking like matcha. <laughs> and so I just said green tea because I was really confused as to even what the question was. And then for uh, for music 90s, as soon as I heard Hadaway, it's like, what is love? love baby, baby, don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. <laughs> don't, don't hurt me. me. No more. No more. Yeah. I know okay. people can't see us bobbing our heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to do the head bab. Yeah. yeah. All right. The uh, correct answers. The Hadaway song is What is Love? And the Maki or Maki Roll, as they're well known as in sushi, is the California Roll. So that means uh, Brittany made it and Kenya did not. This is going to be very interesting. Brittany, what did you wager? Uh, you know, I was between two wagers. I was between betting zero because of 90s music and then betting 40 because that was my only shot at winning. And I bet 40. Okay. And Kenya, what did you wager? I have uh, played with Jonathan several times, and even when I've been in the lead, I have completely boofed it because of wagers every single time. So wagers terrify me. And um, and I thought about it. I'm like, well, would I feel better if I went ahead and bet it to try to clear Brittany, only for her to get it and me not to get it and then lose outright? Or would I feel better to not bet anything, force Brittany to try to tie me, and then at least I could have some pride in that and I've boofed it. And I boofed it. So I feel better about this. I don't know if you can even see it here. It's not showing up on the screen. It's too bright. Yeah, I know. Ah, it's too bright in here. Anyway, we, it's... We trust you. If you're cheating on this, then that, that's just... <laughs> a, you're a terrible person. But yeah, I, I totally trust you. <laughs> yeah, but right there at the bottom, I'm, I'm trying to angle it away from the line. But it says zero. So okay. I, bet, I bet nothing. All right. Uh, John, let us know where we stand. We got a tie. It's 80 to 80. Very exciting. And the way we break ties here, because we have to have a winner. We don't want to end on a tie. That's <laughs> lame. Uh, so we do a closest to the pin. So I will need the two of you to, uh, you can send me in a chat here or on Facebook or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a number-based question. And then whoever is closest will be the official winner of today's episode. On June 16th, 2009, Elisa Cagnani joined the Guinness Book of World Records when she produced the world's loudest female burp. How many decibels was her burp? I sent mine via Facebook. Copy that. Okay. All right. Uh, what were our two answers? Uh, Brittany, what, were your, what was your number? 
How many decibels um, do you think she did? You know, I really wish I had learned how decibels work at some point. Um, but I thought 119 sounded really loud, but not so loud that it would be humanly impossible. So I said 119. Okay. And Kenya? I also wish I learned how decibels work. I figured that 100 and something was prob probably cromulent. And so I said 151. I do love that word, cromulent. Love the word. All cromulent. right. So, uh, Elisa had the world's largest uh, lady belch that clocked in at 107 decibels. So that means Brittany is closer to the pin <laughs> and gets the come from behind victory Good on job. today's episode. Oh, wow. That's well done. You know shocking. your belches. Good job knowing your burps. It's really <laughs> very My impressive. decibelches. <laughs> yeah, decibelches. <laughs> so. Nice. Well, as you are the winner, you'll get to speak last. Uh, Kenya, I hope you had fun. I hope you enjoyed being on our show. And uh, please, now's the time to plug anything you'd like. So, yeah, the the only thing I'd really like to plug is that, and I have no idea when this is airing, but I know it's taping at the holidays. And I know for a lot of people, myself included, the holidays are actually a really hard time. Um, so I would just say like for people out there to just kind of, you know, um, look out for yourselves, but also look out for each other. For those of you who are struggling just for whatever reason around this time of year, reach out, know that there are friends and family who care about you. And also if you need an external, um, source of help, there's NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Health. Um, for no God, mental <laughs> not that that I does not stand for health, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Nami is out there, and um, and definitely uh, Nami and other resources are out there because I know this time of year there's definitely for a lot of people a huge disconnect between what is portrayed in media as far as what the holidays should be and what individual realities are, and you know don't believe the hype. Just know that you know you've got good people in your corner so that's what i wanted to say yep very great advice there and Brittany, what would you like to plug well i feel a little selfish plugging my own stuff right now but i really do support <laughs> what kitty just said as well uh but since my thing is also for charity i will suck it up and <laughs> plug it um so when this is airing and when we're recording this uh in between now and then there has been uh the trivia adventure advent calendar going on it is 48 individual writers who have all very generously donated their time to write a quiz that is accessible to anyone who supports the efforts through coffee uh 50 of all the proceeds are going directly to charity and the charities we've selected are uh, covenant house child's play and world central kitchen even though when this is airing, we're in the middle of the calendar and it's been going fantastic and we've been getting great reviews and all the writers did a fantastic <laughs> job. I've, I know I've loved it. Yeah, uh, there's I've loved it, too. There's still a few days left, including my quiz, which will be the last one of the adventure calendar. Uh, so the donations are still open and anything we raise up through the 24th, we will be donating half directly to the charities. So. To support that effort, go to coffee.com slash trivia advent, which is ko-fi.com slash trivia advent. And just on a more personal note, thanks for having me here. Make sure you're listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. 
and the Blast from Our Past podcast family. Anna, if if you are looking for something else where you can hear John Spees, go check out episode four of Frenemy Trivia, yeah. which is the podcast I do with Tim Dipple, who is the really the inventor of the trivia advent calendar. It was his brainchild yes. and Jay Borsom from Liquid Courage, and I have been fortunate enough to be able to help him bring it to life. But And Tim is the newest uh, patron of Throwback Trivia Takedown. We love you, Tim. I tolerate him, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's my frenemy. I, I can't be too nice to him, so. Yeah, of course. But, no, he's a great guy. All right. Well, thank you, everybody out there. For Brittany, for Kenya, and for John, I'm Adam. This is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. La la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.